The name of this story is There's a Big Fish in That Little Pond. It takes place in Detroit uh, back in the late 70s, sorry, the early 70s, 1970, 71. Uh, I was swimming out at Brennan Pools, which was a large swimming complex that uh, was built in the mid-50s for the Olympic trials. <clears throat> there were three large Olympic-sized pools, and I was swimming there with a swimming coach named Tom Sullivan and about eight or nine other swimmers, <clears throat> all very dedicated to becoming champions of their own events. Uh, so one of the guys that we swam with, <clears throat> his name was Jimmy Pons, and Jimmy Pons, even though he was 16 years old, uh, was about four foot eight, weighed 96 pounds, and if you look at him, he just looked like a little kid. Uh, he didn't look like a 16-year-old. He was uh, obviously short. Um, he had a very large chest, um, but not necessarily broad shoulders. He just looked like a little, you know, runtish, if, if, if I can if, uh, forgive me for using that phrase. But <clears throat> he was the kind of guy who would have to get up a few hours before practice, which started at 8 in the morning, to ride the city buses in order to get out to this pool, which wasn't exactly accessible by mass transit. Detroit never had mass transit anyways. Anyway, so when Jimmy would show up, he would invariably be late, and the punishment or the penalty, more of a penalty for being late, was you two had to swim, or rather with just your arms, you needed to pull yourself through the water for 800 meters uh, with a buoy between your legs so as to prevent you from kicking. <clears throat> so Jimmy Pons was well familiar with this routine of having to swim, what we call pulling, uh, 800 meters, a butterfly, uh, in the in what we call the deep pool. The reason it was called the deep pool was because it was where the diving towers were. And because they were, it was basically for diving, this pool, uh, it didn't have any lanes on the bottom, no lines on the bottom. So once you were in the pool, looking down at the bottom, which is the direction you'd normally be looking as you swam, there were no indications on the bottom of the pool if you were swimming straight or not, because there were no lines. There were only... Through experience, little cracks in the bottom or little drain holes that you would know that you need to you would need to see these in order to know you're swimming straight. If you didn't see them, you could you could drive yourself crazy. First, you'd get disoriented and you'd get dizzy because you wouldn't know if you were swimming straight or not. Beside the fact that you'd be frustrated that you were swimming and you didn't know if you were swimming straight. Anyways, this is a story <clears throat> about a time when we had. A visitor out to swim with us. His name was Jim Steffels. Now, Jim Steffels was quite the opposite of Jimmy Pons. Jim Steffels was about six foot one. He he was you know built like a swimmer. He had very broad shoulders, and he was a champion. He was a champion butterflyer in the state of Michigan. He was one of the champions, and he was fast, and he was very uh, you know proud, let's put it that way, of, of that he was such a, a good swimmer. And when he came out that day, Sully decided that it was time to put a little humility into Mr. Steffels. So he, he goaded Steffels into uh, a, a friendly bet as to 
if if we had a swimmer on our team with one of the, the ten of us who could beat Steffels in a race in butterfly. So Steffels, you know, obviously would say that's impossible. You know, there's no, I look, he looked at us and nobody, none of us looked like we were going to be as fast or as strong as him. So he took the bet. It turns out when Sully indicated that he was going to pair him up in this event against Jimmy Pons, it was almost laughable because Steffels looked at him like, I'm Goliath. What are you bringing out little David for? I mean, this, I'm going to eat him alive in this event. <clears throat> anyway, Sully said, let's just see what happens. So he, Sully tells him, look, the event that we're going to have you swim is what we call an 800 fly pull in the deep pool. And Steffels, you know, kind of grasped what that meant. You know, he knew where the deep pool was and he knew what an 800 fly pool was. And so the race started. Of course, Jimmy Pons was used to doing this, and he knew exactly how to pace himself. He was like a machine in the water. Anyways, they started off, Steffels took off, you know, like the rabbit in the hair. He, like, zoomed, you know, within no time, he was, like, a full length ahead of Jimmy. But as they rounded the uh, halfway mark, um, Steffels was getting kind of tired, and Jimmy was just cranking along. So you can imagine how this story goes. It comes down to the last length. Steffels is huffing and puffing, and Jimmy Pons is just, Stroke, 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 stroke. And, Ste- and, and Steffels actually did not actually beat him. Ste- Jimmy Pons actually won this race. And Steffels took it like a man. You know, everybody uh, in our you know, little group was very proud of little Jimmy. And uh, it was just, it kind of indicated to us that, you know, as, as we always said, there's a big fish in that little ponds. And one should never uh, judge a book by its cover because there's a lot to be said for experience. There's a lot to be said for, for heart. And certainly Jimmy Pons was the guy who, uh, who exemplified all those great characteristics. So that's the story about there's a big fish in that little ponds. Have a good day.